Hello everyone and welcome to Chill's Corner, episode 2. It's your host Chill here and uh, I got a good episode in store for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about some things that I missed from last week including uh, Frank Turner's album and uh, new albums from this week because that's the whole point of this show. Uh, I've got some James Bay coming for you, some Ray LaMontagne and uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I also am going to talk a little bit about the uh, season closer of Atlanta and um, also a little news about the Obamas. And when we're done, you might even hear me sing a little bit, but that will be uh, scarring and you should be worried about that. So uh, buckle on in, listen up, or whatever you do. Um, if you're listening in the car, I guess you would buckle in. And if you're not, why would you buckle in if you're sitting at your desk? That'd be weird, unless you have a buckle at your desk, which is also weird. It's just weird all around. Listen in. So right off the bat, I want to talk about uh, a few things that I missed from last week because of the way that I do this where it's right after the new Music Friday, like I'm recording this now on Monday. Uh, I do miss some albums uh, from week to week, and so I do want to go back and cover the ones that I like. Again, this isn't going to cover everything. It's going to try to, I'm going to try to cover almost everything um, that I that interests me. So right off the bat, we have uh, Frank Turner's album, Be More Kind, that came out actually two weeks ago on May 4th, uh, so sorry about that one being so far behind, but um, I have had more of a chance to listen to that one, um, but overall, I will just say that I enjoy it for the most part. Uh, my friend did say that some of the songs, like he said, Little Changes sounds like the uh, instrumentals come from a serial commercial, which I understand. I understand where he's coming from on that. And the whole thing just seems more cheerful. But again, the album title is Be More Kind. And so that does make sense. Uh, overall, though, it does seem uh, it, it has a nice message uh, overall. And it just it seems like it's a good album. Uh, it doesn't seem like it is a good album. Um, and I think the message is what's needed. Uh, I was a little worried with his, uh, song titled Make America Great Again. I was like, how are you going to have an album titled, uh, Be More Kind and then have Make America Great Again on there? But, um, it, it's actually like a letter to us Americans, cause Frank Turner is not, um, saying, look, make racist ashamed again. That's the, like the second line. Uh, make racist ashamed again. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, good. Good, Frank Turner. But overall, it does have far less of the um, traditional um, English vibe to it uh, besides his voice. So I can see why if you're a big Frank Turner fan, you might not like this. But being a big Frank Turner fan myself, I've seen him live once. Um, so I, I, 
that doesn't really make me a big fan, but I've seen him live once, and I don't remember it. Um, yeah, it's good. I like it. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, Don't Worry is, you know, that one always kind of makes me happy. You know, it's, it's far too easy to worry about things, and, um, Be More Kind, obviously, be more kind. Make America Great Again. Let's make Racist Ashamed Again. Great songs. And overall, there there are good, song, uh, good songs on there that are more traditional. Like, I like 21st Century Survival Blues for that. And uh, 1933, I thought, was good for that. Um, and so, just overall, a very good album. Different from his others, uh, for the most part. But still very good. Um, I can just see how you might not be a fan uh, based on that alone. And then the other one is, uh, this is a uh, Christian rapper um, who is uh, female. Her name is Jackie Hill Perry. And I've heard of her before. Uh, she's part of the, um, I know I say uh, a lot. Okay, so real quick, side note. Last week, on last week's episode, uh, you may have noticed that I say uh, a lot. And I want to let you know that I edited out like half of them. And I still said it a lot. So that aside, I know I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better. Uh, if you hear long pauses, it's because I'm trying not to say uh. uh. Sometimes, though, it just happens naturally. Like, I think I just did it right there. So Jackie Hill Perry, she's part of Humble Beast, which I've known of for a decently long time. Uh, I think I first heard uh, Propaganda through there. I heard of Propaganda and uh, he had the uh, big YouTube viral sensation in the church of um, the gospel in five minutes. And it's like the spoken word thing that's really good. Uh, so that's how I found out through of Humble Beast and all of the things that they do. And for the most part, you know, I like their stuff. Some of it's hit or miss. It depends on the artist. But um, everyone was talking about Jackie Hill Perry's new album, Crescendo. And so I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. I usually, this isn't uh, something out of sexism. It's just out of style. For the most part, I don't like female rappers. Um, I don't like Cardi B. Uh, it's not just because of lyrics. It's because there's something about her voice that uh, is just grating. Not her speaking vo- Also her speaking voice. But her her rapping uh, style, flow, it's just... It's not good. And it's something I've noticed across the board with a lot of popular female rappers. And it's just, it's more of style for me than it is, I don't think they can do it. And I think Jackie Hill Perry is a perfect example of a female rapper who can do it in the style that I like. Um, And her album, Crescendo, definitely check it out. It does have a lot of uh, Christian theology to it um, because that's just her, her lyric style of just a lot of that stuff and so but definitely check it out so good that album is fantastic i've listened to it non-stop it's just my go-to when i need uh i need a mix of worship and rap uh in that in that sense i i think that makes sense my chair is squeaking like there is no tomorrow and that is driving me insane um <laughs> So that, that's it of the things I've missed, uh, I think. So now I want to go into uh, what came out this last week. Um, before I get into the, the two main ones that I did listen to, 
I want to get more into some of the uh, the singles and stuff. This last week, this, this Friday wasn't that good for new music. Uh, there wasn't that much that came out in terms of big albums. Uh, the big ones are Sangria Wine, the single by Pharrell Williams with Camilla Cabello. And that's that's a good that's a good song. That's a good single. It's a nice little hit there. Um, I enjoyed that. The other one I listened to was the new Tiesto track with uh, Post Malone uh, called Jackie Chan. That one's really good. It, it's kind of like just by the artist names alone, you can probably get what it's going to sound like, and you will not be wrong. And then uh, you got. The soundtracks for Thirteen Reason Why, Reasons Why, and uh, Deadpool Two. Nothing big there. Uh, yeah, everything. I was trying to look for things that would be good. And there wasn't that much. Um, maybe I'll have to revisit some of this stuff. Uh, ooh, there was. Um, and I'm excited about this. There's a new Netflix documentary series coming out called Rapture that I'm really excited about. And that might come have already come out. Uh, let me double check that one. If it already came out, I'll talk about it on next week's podcast. Because I will try to finish it tonight. Oh, it's, it's already out. Okay. I don't know when it came out, but it's already out. So what I'm going to do is over the next... Uh, how many episodes are there? I think there's... There is eight episodes. Over the next eight weeks, I'm going to do a, uh analysis of each episode uh, on the podcast. Because they're about an hour long each, so there's no way I'm going to watch each one. But the there's an EP out for it that's kind of like uh, each artist's work. Um, actually, it looks like they're, they're new songs. I haven't heard of these, but... Uh, that looks promising. Uh, I, I'm excited about that one. I really like the uh, Netflix doc, uh, not documentary. It wasn't a documentary. I really like Netflix's uh, TV series, The Get Down. I'm really sad that after one season it was done. But um, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a great show. Right from the first episode, like that first episode of the first half of the first season, it feels like a movie. Like you get to the end and you're like, wow, I still have more. Like. It's kind of like when you finish the first Lord of the Rings movie and you're like, whoa, there's still two more. Unless you count The Hobbit, which you can. Uh, and then there's more. And it's nice. And it's nice in that regard. So anyway, yeah, uh, that's probably what I'll do over the next eight weeks is uh, on each episode that will come out either on Monday or Tuesday. It depends on my schedule um, of each episode. I might, I might have separate episodes for them, but I doubt it. Um, that might mean that my episodes get pretty long. Anyway, that aside, back to uh, the new the new stuff and all that. The big ones are Lamont Ray, Ray. Wow, that is that's a tongue twister. Ray Lamontagne. Uh, he came out with his new album. It is good. It is Ray Lamontagne. It is in line with his older stuff that people enjoy. The problem I have with it is that every single track sounds the same. And it's boring, and it kind of is like one of those things I'd listen to, not when I want to be in a good mood, but more when I'm like, it's late at night, I'm sipping whiskey, I want to listen to something. That might be one of those things that's on rotation in that time. That's not to say that's a bad thing, it's just, it's very meh uh, for anything else. 
but it does have its place, and it is good. It is Ray LaMontagne. You know what you're getting with him, and that's what's nice. Uh, so I definitely, I recommend it. Uh, definitely listen to it. Uh, if you don't drink alcohol, don't think that I you have to to enjoy it. Um, just you know, one of those uh, kind of like the Mike Posner album, the um, where this album is meant to be listened to at night alone. It's kind of like that. Um, uh, it's also good for like summer nights, just sitting on the porch type thing. Uh, I I prefer Jack Johnson for that, just because it's a little bit more cheerful, a lot more cheerful, but uh, does have its spot. I think is what I'm trying to say, and it it is what you would expect from Ray LaMontagne. Um, and then the other one that surprised me was uh, James Bay. Now I I haven't really listened to his first album, but I the big single that he had that I can't remember the name of right now. It was everywhere, and I just got tired of it. And I remember I I do remember listening to his first album at one point, and uh being in a spot where I was like, eh, it's not something I'd go back to. And then with this new album, I was like, you know what? It's got a cool art uh, album cover and, you know, judge a book by its cover. Um, I mean, it is kind of just him sitting there, but, uh, so I gave it a shot and, uh, I do have more extensive notes on that because I did just listen to it right before recording this because I wanted it to be the big album for this episode. Uh, that's another thing that I'm going to try and do is, uh, have with each new music, uh, Friday episode that I put out on Monday or Tuesday, cause that makes sense. I'm going to try to have one big album that I, I go into, um, and then everything else I kind of just, I touch upon a little bit. Um, so yeah, the, the album is called Electric Light. Very good album, uh, overall. I, I right off the bat, I'll tell, I'll say that. Um, the thing that I don't like about it is it's got the stupid intro and interlude that don't really give anything for the rest of the album. Um, I was really hoping that there'd be something there that, like, and maybe I haven't listened to it enough, but I was really hoping that there'd be something there that, like, the intro and the interlude really tied everything together and they had a point. But kind of like in rap, the intro and interlude in this non-rap album had nothing to do with the rest of the project and really were just waste of space. I am glad, though, that they weren't, like, attached to another song. There's nothing that, you know, if I wanted to, I could create a playlist without those songs and not feel like I'm missing out on something because they go into the next song or they're connected to a song. Um, and so that's good. Um... It does have a very strong start after the intro, though. Uh, Wasted on Each Other has, you know, it's got that uh, classic kind of guitar, rock guitar sound to it. And just very good. The I mean, the whole album is strong. And then, you know, Peak Lemonade, I think, is the most popular song off it, um, of the album, according to, you know, Spotify rankings and whatnot. Or, no, actually, it's Us, which makes sense. Um, Pink Lemonade was good, a very good song, not much I can say about that one, um, Wild Love had a very, uh, Bon Iver feel in the beginning, and then, like, overall had more of a, uh, Francis in the Light sound, um, and definitely a lot of that, uh, Us was 
very good. Um, a lot of the songs on here definitely gave me like a, a more upbeat Tom Odell sound, which is good because I want Tom Odell to come out with like another album ASAP. But yeah, in my head started out very slow and I was like, eh, I don't know if I like this. And then by the end, I was dancing. Like that thing is a certified bop. Um, just for tonight, the vocal sound just amazingly classic like there's some kind of um filter or something on there that he used that just is is really good sugar drunk high feels like a black keys song at first not so much once you get to the chorus but in the beginning you'll you'll notice that it's kind of got that like um that i think it's more like the guitar and the vocal style um, it sounds like a Black Keys album slightly, not too much. All of these things that I say this album sounds like are not meant to be like, oh, they sound exactly like. No, it's just like, I get hints of it. And that's good, because I think far too often what ends up happening is people are like, I want something that sounds like the Black Keys. And then they find something and they're like, oh, this is exactly like the Black Keys. This is what I want. I'm like, no, you want something? I mean, yeah, sure, that might be what you want, but that's wrong. You want something that's like the Black Keys. If you wanted the Black Keys, you'd listen to the Black Keys. I bet you can't figure out what I've been listening to lately. The song ended out... Stand Up and Fade Out were both great songs. Stand Up uh, was a little bit more of like a uh, a jumpy type thing, where Fade Out was more of a, a slower type thing. And I think that was nice because it kind of went into like a fade out into Slide, which was the end song, which was a very slow song. And, uh, very good. Overall, the album was definitely, uh, centered around love and relationships. And, but not in a way that was clingy or weird. Uh, one of the things I noticed going back a bit to the, uh, Frank Turner album, the, the song he's got, This Is Her, which apparently has been around a while. Uh, I found a YouTube video of it from, like, uh, I spelled genius wrong. Uh, I found a YouTube video of him doing the acoustic version of it back in like December. So, uh, oh, it's there she is. I totally said it wrong. That's why I couldn't find it. Uh, there she, where'd it go? There we are. One of the more popular songs on the album, according to Genius, it was like, uh, fire number things. But, um... The bridge is like, isn't she everything I need? I needed someone who believed me. I needed someone who wouldn't leave me. I needed her everything I need. I needed someone who believed me. I need someone who wouldn't leave me. I need her. So clingy. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I've been like dealing with lately of just, you know, like the worldly view of uh, love. And a lot of times it comes across as very clingy. Like, you, sh- she should not be everything you need. Even... Even assuming that religion doesn't play an aspect, your significant other shouldn't be everything you need. Um, you need food and water and your own life. Um, but anyway, uh, the the James Bay album handles that a bit better, um, and I, I liked it a lot. It was very good. And yeah, then uh, that about covers it for new music. Uh, this... I think uh, both the Ray LaMontagne and the James Bay album are great albums for the summer. James Bay is good for, like, barbecues and stuff. Ray LaMontagne is good for post-barbecues. It's late at night. Everyone's kind of leaving. You're just sitting there 
drinking whatever you drink and iced tea, lemonade, pink lemonade, if you will. Um, and you got Ray LaMontagne on. And I, I, that's good. So, um, I'm going to move away from uh, music here a bit. I, I told you I was going to, I was going to do that. Um, I just finished, I'm all caught up now on Atlanta. I had to watch two episodes to get to the finale. Um, or two episodes, including the finale. I had to watch two episodes. I was two episodes behind when I last did the podcast. So, um, the FUBU episode I thought was really interesting because, um, you know, that's something that I, I struggled with. Um, you know, it's, it's something that is, it's really interesting how that issue is so played out, uh, in your childhood and then you get older and you realize that at a certain point people just stop caring. Uh, no one cares if it's fake or if it's real. If you save money, it's cool. So the, the point of that episode was, um, it was, um, all of the, it seemed like all of the cast of, um, Atlanta, it, or the characters of Atlanta. If not, it was the main ones like Ern and Al, um, when they were younger and Ern was at the uh, store with his mom and he found a FUBU shirt, which were big at the time. And he, he, he asked if he can get it and he goes into school the next day and with it. And he was so excited and he gets there and he sits down and they, someone else has the same shirt, but then there's a difference between their shirts. And so the whole episode revolves around like who's, uh, whose shirt is fake. And if your shirt is fake, that means that you're worthless. And like at the, it's, it's this whole thing. And, um, it's something that, you know, as a kid, I think we all kind of deal with at certain times of just like, oh man, that guy's got Adidas on, Adidas are worse because Nike's got everything, Nike's Air Jordans is what it's all about, clearly I didn't care about shoes, so I don't know how that holds up, but it was stupid things like that, like, I wore, um, I was a big, uh, DC guy, uh, not just the comics, but the shoes, and, uh, people were like, oh, look at him wearing DCs, <laughs> I got Air Jordans, I'm like, yeah, you spent $120 on shoes, big whoop, but, um, and, you know, it was, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, oh, man, I wish my parents spent $120 on my shoes, and now that I'm older, I'm like, no one cares, no one really cares, it's just when you're younger, when you're younger, everyone, every, all your friends are the worst. All of your hypothetical friends are the worst. Um, and that episode was cool in that regard. And then the, uh, the finale kind of dealed with more of, um, that went back to, you know, present time in the Atlanta universe. Um, and that episode was, uh, was good as well. Uh, weirdly, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Give me a second to give myself a, a refresher here. Ah, right. So that one was, um, it, it was very good. It was, it was good. So it, like, it dealt with, you know, um, not having a passport, and they went to this place where you can get a passport in a day, which was crazy. Tell me on Earth where you can get a new passport in a day. Cost them, like, 300 bucks. Um, that might be why. Uh, and, um... Yeah, you know, overall, just a, a good episode, a good closer, a good closer, um, they, they went on, they started going on tour, uh, Paperboy started going on tour, they, um, they had a little thing at the end that was kind of like, Ern was dealing the whole time with like, is Al gonna fire me, is Al not gonna fire me, and like, at the end, you kind of felt like, oh no, spoilers, Al isn't gonna fire me, I'm good, so, 
that was very good. Uh, good season overall. Way more confusing than the first season, I thought. Uh, kind of all over the place, while still somehow being linear, uh, which was weird. Like, you got to the end, and you're like, this was some somehow linear. Uh, whereas the first season was way more uh, linear. Had more of a, a overall story to it. Uh, very good episodes. Very good season. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Uh, other news that was announced today by Netflix, today being Monday, um, the Obamas just reached a multi-year deal with Netflix about, like, they're going to be producing movies, TV shows, documentaries, all of that kind of stuff, anything they want, really, anything the Obamas want to make, Netflix is like, you do you, boo-boo, and I'm excited about that, I think it'd be really good, I think especially with, like, documentaries and non-fictional type stuff, I think they have the ability and the... Uh, know-how and all of that they I think they would want to create something that would benefit uh, everyone young kids adults all of that in terms of uh, what they watch uh, in, in terms of learning new things and all of that as well um, and so I'm excited about that I'm excited about the what will come from that um, that about wraps it up, so I do want to finish it off with uh, what I've been listening to lately that isn't new music, and that would be the Black Keys, in case you didn't notice. Um, the Black Keys have, since Brothers, had a special place in my heart. Uh, I know I sound like the um, traditional like fanboy of just, yeah, I've liked them since Brothers, I found out about them from Brothers, and I was, all the real fans, quote-unquote, like, yeah, we knew about them from Thick Freakness. Come on, man. Only real fans. I found out about them through Brothers, because Brothers was everywhere. Um, and Brothers is actually the only one... Not the only one. Brothers is not the one of theirs I have on vinyl, which is surprising. I have Thick Freakness on vinyl. Um, but I listened to Brothers, you know, off and on for a, a bit, and I liked it. And, and then it wasn't until I started diving into their other stuff that I really started enjoying it. And I actually do enjoy their older stuff better. Um, Brothers does hold a special place in my heart, and it's very good, but their older stuff has that way more of the, um, that old school rock and roll vibe. And then, you know, there's, there's, there were things after Brothers, like, they came out with El Camino, which was very good. My favorite song off that is, uh, Little Black Submarines, um... The, the the way it just starts off real slow, like, Little black submarines, operator, please. And then it, like, after the second part of that, it just kind of goes... And it, that, that super nice uh, guitar part there. and um, Really nice. And that's the only time you'll ever hear me sing and do guitar parts, because that probably sounded real bad. But... I, I love the guitar part on Little Black Submarines, and um, but that that whole album it is growing on me more and more. I mean, at, ta- at the, when I first started listening to it, I liked it. Then you know, Little Black Submarines is kind of like that note that's there, that whole song of just like the the I forget what you call it because the band was forever ago, but uh, it's that song that I've liked the whole time, and then there's songs that come and go around it um, that I've liked and. I'm starting to get back to a point where I appreciate the whole thing. Uh, the one that I 
their latest album, Turn Blue, is still not at that point for me. The only one I really enjoy off that one is Weight of Love, because it's uh, a similar thing as Little Black Submarines. It starts out real slow, and, you know, it's got the... There's three verses, and in between there's uh, guitar solos. And the first one is... It's nothing special, and it's short, and the second one's a little bit longer. And then that third one is just so great, and it has a real uh, Pink Floyd vibe to it. Um, And has this overall great sound that I think can be attributed to... uh, uh, Can be attributed to Danger Mouse. Uh, Danger Mouse definitely had... uh, You can hear his style on that album, for sure. And then the other song that I like off that one, but not as much, is In Our Prime. Um, just because of the line, you know, I, I enjoyed it beforehand, but when I, I found out what that line is most likely referring to, it kind of took on this whole new meaning. Um, but it was just like, uh, the house it burned, um, but nothing there was mine. And that's interesting because his ex-wife had like a psychotic breakdown burned down the house on accident-ish. There's still uh, debate around that part. And that's what that's about. And In Our Prime is kind of like this letter of like, you know, we're not in our prime anymore in terms of like relationship age and all of that and dealing with that. And I think that that's a good, that's an interesting song overall. Uh, So on that note, uh, that's all I have for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day.